Hello, everyone. We are very excited to talk about Ben Affleck's tattoo and other assorted notes on Jam Session. But first, I'd like to tell you a little bit about what's happening at the rest of The Ringer. First, I'd like to talk about The Recapables, which is a podcast about television. We recap it. Every week after season two of Atlanta, we talk about the episode. I've had a lot of Ringer staffers join me. It's been very fun. Very soon, we will also have Recapables Billions starting this Sunday night with a man named Bill Simmons and Mallory Rubin. They are very excited. They have been rewatching the show. They have been collecting Henleys and yelling at each other about wags. If you are a fan of Billions or you just want to listen to two people be really excited about some TV, I recommend it. Speaking of TV, on The Ringer itself, Rob Hervilla just wrote a really great piece about the first nine seasons of Roseanne. So if you have not watched Roseanne in a while and or were not around for Roseanne, I recommend checking it out. It'll be great before the show comes back. And since we're about to talk about Cynthia Nixon, Justin Charity wrote a great piece about her announcing her candidacy for the governorship of New York. So check that out. And now let's jam. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Many hot topics to discuss today. It's exciting. It's a potpourri. We're going to go political. We'll talk about uh, Cynthia Nixon. Yes. We'll talk about Aubrey O'Day returning to our lives. We're going to talk about business. Business. And tech. And tech. In the form of Snapchat and the way that it is dealing or not dealing with Rihanna and, and Kylie, as sure. the case may be. Yes. And finally, we'll talk about what's happening with the Reese Witherspoon universe. The Reeseverse. Yes. But first, our hottest topic, perhaps of the month, maybe of the season. We have to be true to our hearts. This is number one. We debated if we should start this topic, and I just couldn't envision a world in which this wasn't the most important thing to me today. Yes. So we're just going to get right into it. And that is the confirmation that Tatfleck is real. Ben <laughs> Affleck's back tattoo is was not a part. It was not temporary. We're, we're almost three years on, and it's still around. So just to be clear, since... This is an audio medium. He has a giant rainbow-colored phoenix tattooed on his back. And when you say giant, you mean... Full back tattoo. Full back tattoo. This is a real choice that he made, and it's permanent. Somehow we found the one thing more embarrassing than a tramp stamp, and that is Ben Affleck's, his tat fleck. Yes. So should we, let's give some history. Let's go back in time. I would love to do that. It's a great idea. We have like a pretty full timeline here, and I would like to thank Kate Hallowell, who is an editorial assistant at The Ringer, and shares our passions and helped us with this research. So I feel like we and Kate are now the authorities on the back tattoo. Absolutely. Okay. And in fact, she uh, she's the one who came out with Tatfleck, and I, yes. re- I really like okay. it. Okay. So let's start. Let's start July 2015. Yes. These are apparently the first times that we see photographs of Ben Affleck since he broke up with Jennifer Garner or since they announced their divorce. Are they actually divorced now? Like, is, has, I don't think it's final. Right. Okay, I also so. can't believe we've been in the divorce state for almost three years. It does not feel that long. Right. I feel like they were just together yesterday. How do their kids feel? I, I'm still over it. Still taking this divorce hard every single day. I'm really sorry. And I also have, I forgot that I have some Jennifer Garner notes that I'd like to share okay, at the end. Great. Separate but related. Anyway, so these are the first paparazzi photos taken. And it's not... I just have to say it's like a pretty unfortunate shot of the lower fourth of his back. Yeah. And you can see parts of a tattoo. Yes. And it is apparent. It's 
New, it's not a flattering photo. And it's not a flattering photo. And also the tattoo or the partial tattoo that we can see is apparently new to the Ben Affleck tattoo watching community. Yes. They're like, what's this? Yes. They're like, oh, okay. Because he had recently, he had, not recently, but he had admitted that he had tattoos from when he was in his 20s, when yes. he was younger. Sure. That, that were regrettable. In fact, don't we he, all? he said, oh, I don't. I actually don't Do either. You have, I was no, say, you have a tattoo? I don't, no. I don't, have, I, I don't have a lot of, I don't know a lot of people who are like, I regret this actually. This is what he's told people. I was yes. young. It was fun and cool. I'm sorry now, but it's a good lesson. Decisions that have important and long repercussions. You know, I'm not sure Ben Affleck really learned that lesson about <laughs> tattoos or really anything. <laughs> and I say that with so much love. Oh, I, all okay. I want is for Ben Affleck to be great. It's really true. But we see he's talking about tattoos. And, and as you said, in 2015, you can see like the the something like the tail of a dragon or something it's really confusing and it's bright red on his very mm-hmm. pale skin which i relate right. to and <laughs> um it's alarming and you're like what's this bright red on his back could right. it could it be real no of course it's, it's just paint right it's really elaborate tattoo it's for a part of course he doesn't want to take it off it right. really was so hard to apply this makeup fast forward to yes december 2015 5 months <clears> later <throat> photographs are taken on the set of live by night which is a film Directed by Ben Affleck. Did you see it? Uh, I watched two thirds of it at a plane, Juliet, and I think that's all we need to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> somehow it's not really clear what he's wearing. Like he's apparently wearing it's some like sort hospital of hotel gown. hospital gown. Yeah. I was going to say hotel gown, but hospital is what I meant. And we can see the full tattoo, or I would say a majority of the tattoo, and it is. A giant rainbow phoenix. It looks like one of Khaleesi's dragons. Yeah, there has been some speculation among the younger people at the ringer that it is a Harry Potter phoenix reference. I don't know. It has a—it's a truly fantastical creature. Harry Potter thing is news to me. Yeah, well, I think that, once again, you just kind of, like, tuned out. Once you saw the words Harry Potter. I did. That's fine. I I just wanted to give them credit for that reference. Does the internet support that theory? I don't— no, actually, because once again, like I kind of took in the theory and then moved on. I'm just trying to communicate to the people listening at home that it does seem like it's a phoenix out of a fantasy novel. It's a illustration. It has sort of like a magical, I don't want to say quite whimsical quality, but basically what I'm trying to say is this is not like a cool phoenix. Like it's not like a cool tattoo bird it's uh, bright colors and ridiculous listen i don't know a lot about the tattoo space because i'm just not a part of it but (laughs) no no one has ever been like damn i need a multicolored tattoo and shit that's gonna look cool like i feel like all of the cool tattoos are a single color they keep it classic i guess you're kind of the font design expert here so i'm not really gonna argue with that well i just can't think of like an iconic tattoo like all the iconic tattoos not that there are that many but like (laughs) it's a single one on a celebrity in color i think there are probably some i don't know i again I, i i'm not a huge expert either i think that it is possible to have a cool tattoo with colors what i'm trying to communicate is that like ben affleck didn't manage that no anyway so we, we have these paparazzi photographs and everyone is so bewildered by them that there's a lot of speculation that it's fake because like we couldn't actually believe that Ben Affleck would go and do this to himself permanently. Right. It just seemed impossible. Right. And it seems like it was possibly for Live By Night. You know, it was like a tattoo for a role. That's a little confusing because Live By Night is um, based on a Dennis Lehane novel and it's set. It's like an old timey gangster novel. 
And I don't really know kind of what Phoenix tattoos they were doing in full color they were doing back then. But anyway, we all thought it was for a role. Though apparently there was evidence even at the time that it was not fake. Yeah. TMZ was always certain that it was real. And um, I believe... (laughs) Also, Kate did some really, some really, really good work here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so the pictures of him with the tattoo were taken by a photographer who's who is part of um, Fame Flynet or whatever. And so the VP of sales at Fame Flynet told Vanity Fair that the Affleck picture was, quote, was a little bit tricky at first because he had to confirm the ink was real before shopping it out. And then, quote, usually, as you can imagine, we see pictures of Ben Affleck on set. So we assume that this is simply art designed by the makeup artist for the purpose of the movie. They only sold the image after he found a source, one who claimed to be at Affleck's house when the tattoo artist was there. So there's an artist, a supposed artist, a so-called artist. Right. I also thought this was interesting. The photographs made Mm $32,000, which is a lot. Right. And the photographer who's talking to Vanity Fair in 2017 about this says that like a normal payday is anywhere between $5,000 to $3,000 per photo. I have to assume a Ben Affleck photo, even a normal one, is probably more than $3,000. He's like pretty much. Seven. Yeah, high target. But honestly, $32,000, I was surprised. I thought that was kind of low. That's always me. I'm just always thinking people need to ask more. $32,000 for a white guy's back? I mean, that's, I know. that's a lot if you ask me. It, it's true. I just always think everything's like $200,000. Most Americans don't have that much money in I, savings. I'm not saying that it's not a lot of money. <laughs> I just thought that the market for this was higher. And it is has become an iconic photo, as we know. Oh, iconic. Right. So somehow TMZ knows this is real, but none of us believe it's real. Because I think it's really just like a collective unwillingness to believe this is real. It's hard in to late believe. 2015. Uh, until like the last six months, it was hard to believe that Ben Affleck's judgment could be so compromised. Right. On, on, at, at least in uh, disparate moments. Right. Now I believe it, however. And this was, they had separated, but like the full Batman of it all hadn't really happened yet. Yeah. You have to cast back in time. Like, we didn't know then what we know about Ben Affleck now. We knew a lot. I, we ha- I have to say. Yeah. It's just like, for some reason, I'm the I'm the problem. I'm the apotheosis of the problem. But, like, Ben Affleck just, like, gets the benefit of the doubt. Right. And I don't really know why. What did he do to deserve it? Other than, like, write a great movie and be really charming and good will hunting. I mean, he's really charming. He's still even really charming. I know. Even with, like, a terrible back tattoo. I still love tattoo. him. <laughs> In a way, he symbolizes the compromises that we all make when dealing with, like, really charming I men had, with I terrible love, back tattoos. I just had a facepalm myself because I'm so upset okay. how much I love Ben I Affleck. I didn't believe it was real either. No one believed it was real. The whole celebrity world did not want to believe that it was real. Correct. Okay. Next. Fast forward to February 2016. Yes. Jennifer Garner is on the cover of Vanity Fair in one of the most iconic post-breakup interviews of our era, and certainly one of the two greatest Jennifer on the cover of Vanity Fair breakup interviews we of all time. We discussed it within the first two months of Jam Session being yeah. a podcast. It's an origin story for us. Yes. It means a lot. <laughs> the year of wine. The year of wine. It's a life of wine, really. Um, but one of the best quotes in that piece, which I'd forgotten, comes as a response to this tattoo. Because she gets asked about the Phoenix back tattoo. And here's what she says. I, it's so good. You know what we would say in my hometown about that? Bless his heart. And then she keeps going. Am I the ashes in this scenario? I take umbrage. I refuse to be the ashes. 
The I take umbrage was in response to the back tattoo. What a time. What a time. February 2016, a simpler era. So it was just a great time. That was so great. Okay, so at this point, I'm not sure... That would indicate that it was real. Yes. If Jennifer Garner is responding to it in Vanity Fair. I think that just, like, went right over my head, though. I was like, yeah. she's just, like, assuming it's real. It's not actually real, though. She's just like, if if it was, I'm not the ashes. Right. Complication. Yes. A month later, Ben Affleck tells Mario Lopez on Extra TV, always a reliable source. So I suppose if he's, like, literally giving the quote on TV, I don't know why I'm throwing shade, that the tattoo is, quote, fake for a movie. All right. Okay. What's his angle here? Embarrassment. I guess so. He, listen, we know he went to rehab. Yeah. It's possible he got the tattoo when he was not in the clearest state of mind. That's true. Or maybe he's but, just going through a lot. He doesn't like, he he was not the innocent party in that breakup, I would say. He didn't have like a ton of goodwill. No. And maybe didn't want that attention. He's trying to position himself at Batman at this point. Maybe he's just deflecting. Maybe. Sure. I don't think I would want the whole world asking me about a Technicolor Phoenix back tattoo that I got in a moment of vulnerability. There's got to be like a skin graft transplant he can get for this. I, I think there's, but it's quite painful is what I understand. I was actually just thinking it must have been so painful to get the tattoo. And lengthy. Yes. Couldn't have been in one sitting. No. It's crazy. Right. So Ugh. anyway... He decides... He starts saying it's fake. Yeah, he decides to deflect. So I guess that's where the myth came from. Definitively, yes. Yes, I suppose that we took him at his word. Yes. Even though we had photographic evidence to negate that fact. Yes. And then, okay. last month, February 2017, Boston Globe published a photo of Baffleck that's nearly identical to the original photo from July 2015. Yes. It's um the similarly unflattering. It captures the same portion of his back. It's also him leaning into a car. This is just a really great advertisement for uh, high-waisted jeans for men. Totally. Tuck that shirt in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> high-waisted jeans, I, I would never wear anything but at this point in my life. I agree with you. But this <laughs> is just like, this is tough. Yeah, it really is. Okay. So, very similar positioning. His style has not evolved much. And the tattoo is still visible. It is still there. It's true. Though, again, this shot, because of the placement of the sweater and the jeans, we're only seeing the tail end. Yes. And you could think, oh, maybe that's a different tattoo. Maybe it really was fake. You know? It does look a little bit different, I have to say. Okay. Well, maybe it wasn't done. Yeah. That's the other thing. might not have been done the first time we saw it. Right. It looks a tad different. It looks like it's been filled in more. In fact, it looks like there's more of it. There was. Oh, God. I just got to the full photograph. Okay, just fast forward. We got to get... It's, like, actually painful to look at. I'm sorry. So we just I, have to I, talk about it. I misstated it. It was not last month. It was February 2017. Oh, okay. So, so there's been a year. It's been a year. And now, since then, last week, he's in Hawaii filming a movie called Triple Frontier that co-stars Oscar Isaac, who is literally everyone's favorite, mm-hmm. Garrett Hedlund, who I think people like, and Charlie Hunnam, who, who against a lot, people also like. Yeah, it's it's weird. That this one, is but... a winning quartet. Yeah, like, this is a foursome I'd like right. to be on the beach with in Hawaii. I'd However, agree. I would be embarrassed because I'd be with Ben Affleck, who would be shirtless, showing off his gigantic motherfucking phoenix tattoo. That is even uglier than we knew from the hospital gown photo. The full back photograph is just it's appalling. I'm I am speechless in this moment. This is me. Struggling to form words to react to looking directly into the Phoenix back tattoo. This is the clearest photography we've ever seen of it. Yeah. It would also, okay, 
I'm sorry to kind of be like photo science person here, but. No, please do. It would seem that this has been a tattoo that's evolving. If you compare this full photograph with the tramp stamp tattoos that we have as a result of uh, low waist jeans (laughs) and loading things into cars, there is some back that is not covered in the earlier photographs. Yes. That is now covered with some blue. We didn't have this blue stretch at the well, bottom. Is this Phoenix on a vehicle of some kind? What is, are those, is, it looks like there's perhaps more than one dragon. To quote the great Starsky and Hutch, two dragons. There also seems to be. <laughs> FYI, Amanda's holding her screen up really close <laughs> to her face right now. There also seems, I'm just trying to, I mean, I'm naturally enhancing. There also seems to be like a peacock feather. Floating. Yeah. It definitely seems like it It has grown. Is it eating something? It might be. What is it eating? I don't know, but it de- I definitely think it is. it has grown in size okay. since it first came into our awareness. Okay. I'm pretty positive. So it is a permanent tattoo that is evolving. Yes. Wow. He, and not only is it not, not only did he lie to Mario Lopez. Yeah. He's been adding to it. Well, that's sad. Now, I, I wasn't expecting to be this sad at the end of it. <laughs> That's indicative of some larger issues. I got to be honest. I don't know, Amanda. This is appalling. I really wish that we had some full-on back tattoos to look at from um, from earlier. I also just want to say Pop Sugar was my source for this originally. Yes. And they've somehow kind of like, I think they've like buried the original link that the story that had them. Because I'm pretty sure they broke this or like at least their. Oh, yeah, certainly. Their link was the first one that I saw. Yeah. And I, I don't see the original post, actually. And oh, so you think they maybe got some feedback? I think perhaps Ben Affleck was not happy with their post. I bet that's true. And now you just see the Oscar Isaac one. Interesting. I think on the same link. In oh, fact, interesting. Where these pictures used to live with okay. Ben Affleck, I think, right. is now. Well, we will share. Fewer. We will share some places that you can find the actual photograph in the show notes. And when I click on this UK link. Oh, my God. He had people take this down. When I click on this headline, yeah. Ben Affleck's colorful tattoo really need to be seen to be believed. Pop right. Sugar UK, March 9th, 2018. Yeah. I get a 404 page. It says, sorry, you do not have permission wow. to use this page. Wow. Oh, my God. This is a live discovery. He <laughs> got pissed and had these photos taken down. Do you think it's him or do you think it's photo rights or some sort of paparazzi thing? Because these are all paparazzi photographs on the beach. Uh, maybe the there's some sort of... ones live, Amanda. On this March 18th post. Okay. So, number one, as we learned from last week's real-life Streisand effect by Barbara Streisand, <laughs> yeah. that's that, that's not a good strategy. No. So, some strategies we've learned for Ben Affleck. Number one, don't lie. Number Yes, don't lie. Number two, don't call everyone and try to hide your giant multicolor back tattoo because everyone's going to pay more attention to it. And also, like, there is no hiding this thing, Ben Affleck. Have you looked no. at your back? Definitely no hiding it. I've got some um, unkind thoughts about it. I'm going to say Lesson them. number three. I think we should take a little more time thinking about permanent decisions as opposed to just keep adding to your back tattoo. That's just my thought. This is. I'm going to do some follow-up, and I will tweet about if these pictures have been taken down in other places. Okay, that's great. Put the Put it in our little show page, too. At Juliette Littman, I will be tweeting. Yeah. There okay. will be tweets. There will be tweets. Before we move on to a wholly new topic, yeah. let's talk about Jennifer Garner. You've got some thoughts about oh, yeah. her. Yeah, so have you been following Jennifer Garner on Instagram? Um, a little bit, yeah. Okay, I so, saw the, cookie, the selling of the cookies. Right. So in addition to being a good person and doing good works, which is a thing Jennifer Garner does now, and mm-hmm. I don't mean that 
with any shade at all. Shout out to Jennifer Garner. She has also been kind of rebranding herself as like a f- Instagram food blogger. Oh, yeah. I have noticed that. She loves Ina Garten. She was on an Ina Garten episode a few years ago. She spent a ber- recent birthday with Ina Garten. Like, respect. Me too, Jennifer Garner. But she now is just kind of cooking on her own. Oh, and we'll, like, okay. make kid-friendly recipes in under two minutes, which, like, I don't have kids, so I don't really need them. But one thing she keeps talking about, every food recipe uses, like, blue corn chips as the temptation and, like, the food devil that you need to get away from. So everything is, like, make this instead of blue corn tortilla chips or blue corn chips, and you'll be happier. And I'm just like, what happened? Is she getting paid to do that? I don't know, because it's not a specific brand, and it's not—she's not endorsing anything, and she's not mentioning a specific brand. It's just, like, blue corn chips have ruined Jennifer Garner's life. And I want to know what happened. Weird. I really don't know. There's no explanation. I've gone pretty deep in the Instagram to try to figure out. Maybe she's against the corn lobby. Maybe that's it. Or I was kind of like, if you're a Hollywood celebrity, does like your junk food start at blue corn chips, which are like reasonably healthy snacks for the rest of us? That's my best explanation. Is that just it's like she can't conceive of something unhealthier than blue corn chips. So that's what she's citing. It's weird. I can't remember if I read this or someone told me about a conversation that she, like, started visiting a new nutritionist and, like, a new fitness lifestyle. <laughs> That's literally every week. I know. There's just, like, a blog post about so-and-so who but has she, a new nutritionist and lifestyle. Great. She's like, Yeah, sure. I do feel like she's, like, doing some kind of, like, holistic rebrand. Sure. I'm holistic sure she's personal not refresh. eating blue corn chips. Like, that's not surprising to me. No actress who has to be in front of a camera is eating blue corn chips. It's just the specificity and the persistence of this particular comparison. That's all. It's a weird one. Okay. That's what I got. If you can solve the mystery of the blue corn chips, please at me. I'm at AK Dobbins. <laughs> We're going to end this chapter, but never close the book on the ongoing saga of Garner Affleck. Let's move on to some other topics. But first, let's talk about our sponsors, beginning with Fordo Coffee. There are times when we all really need an energy boost. I was feeling that way not too long ago. And luckily, I had some Fordo organic coffee shots by my side, and it changed my day. Fordo comes in two-ounce shots that look like tiny coffee cups. Just pop off the top and drink for a super quick, clean energy boost, the best you've ever had. And because they're made with only organic, natural Colombian coffee, they don't give you any jitters or make you crash. They include 100 milligrams and 200 milligram energy flavors, which are equal to drinking one and two large cups of coffee, respectively. There's something for every energy level. I was feeling tired, and I had to get amped up for a podcast that is coming soon on a different feed. So I had a photo shot. I believe I had the vanilla latte flavor. And you want to know what? It was delicious. You pepped right up. And I killed it with that podcast. I'm pretty sure. Fordo comes in six flavors in case you don't like vanilla latte, but who doesn't? Here's the best part. You can buy Fordo organic coffee shots right now at a huge savings. 30% off with the promo code JAM at Fordo, F-O-R-T-O, coffee.com. That's FordoCoffee.com. You heard me right. It's 30% off only for our listeners. Fordo is normally $15 for six organic coffee shots. With our code, it's $10 for six coffee shots and free shipping. Take advantage of this deal now and you'll thank me later. Go to FordoCoffee.com. That's F-O-R-T-O, coffee.com and use the promo code JAM. We also want to talk about Hotel Tonight. Fun fact, unlike flights or other travel, hotel rates actually get cheaper at the last minute. 
In fact, Hotel Tonight partners with awesome hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, which means you get amazing deals. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe, to book a room. No long, endless lists of a zillion hotel choices. Hotel Tonight only shows you the best deals at the best hotels. It's perfect if you're busy or you don't want to overthink things. Plus, you can book up to 100 days in advance in top destinations and up to a week in advance everywhere else. Book next week, tonight. Book next month, tonight. Book Memorial Day weekend, tonight. It's great for last-minute getaways or a quick staycation, whether you're a planner like me or you like to leave things to the very last minute. And with Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better the deals get. So start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels and download the Hotel Tonight app now. All right, Amanda, let's do a lightning round through a few more topics. Great. Number one. Yes. Cynthia Nixon running yeah. for governor in the great state of New York. This had been rumored for a while, mm. but in a way that was kind of like, you know, Twitter's always trying to like draft Oprah or someone to be president. And, sure. And, and I think we have kind of inured ourselves to those suggestions because of the current political climate that we're in. Yeah. And then this one turned out to be real. I know. And I was like, eh, I just died. Why does, why does the governor have to be famous? But my mom, who's as, as left as they come, She's fired up about this, so I had to reconsider it a little bit. And then Justin Charity also wrote for The Ringer about it as well. And um, I'm talking myself into it. Yeah, you know, I think that there is obviously, there are a couple of things that are specific here. Number one, it's governor and not the presidency. So it's like in the sense of like start local and try to get some experience. Governor is slightly more local. More local than president. Yeah, it's I mean, you know, there's also kind of like a long tradition of celebrity governors. This is not the first time we've heard of that. And then I do think Cynthia Nixon has been, if not. If she hasn't like served in office, she has been like quite active politically Mm -hmm. for the last couple of years. So you at least kind of know who she is and what she is standing for if she doesn't have a particular level of government experience. Sure. So it makes a little more sense. And I kind of feel like that's why people are willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, she has been involved in, like, um, also school issues and very invested in the subway, which is hot, you know, hot topic. Yeah, I mean, also, that that was a very good opening. Her opening gambit was to take the subway, be late, and then blame Andrew Cuomo, who's the current governor, for the— never-ending subway problems of New York City, which is, like, the number one topic for anyone who lives in New York City. Totally. And I I will say, she already has, because she's an actress, like, she has, like, the theatrics down for running for office, which many politicians do anyway. So at least it's, like, less of a secret. She's in a relationship with a woman, which I also think just makes her a different kind of candidate. Yes, and has been very outspoken and active on LGBT issues. So I think... It's been interesting to watch people respond to it. I was a little more skeptical Me too. than everyone else. Same. Um, it doesn't really matter because we don't live in New York anymore. So, sure. <laughs> I, you know, I think it's interesting to watch. And it'll be an interesting test case. I don't believe there's no way that she's the last celebrity politician. And I think we're going to get a lot more of these in the next couple of years. And it will be interesting to watch what works and what doesn't and what people demand of these type of candidates and what people are like not having. Sure. And I do kind of, you know, at least, I mean, she seems more qualified than certain people. I don't sure. leave it at that. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. On the topic of politics. Yes. Aubrey, God, on Aubrey the other O'Day. end of the spectrum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Aubrey O'Day of Dan King came back into our lives this week because um, Don Trump Jr. is getting a divorce from his wife, which is sad. 
particularly for their kids and for whatever. Um, and it turned out that he had an affair with her in, from 2011 to 2012 after they met on the set of The Apprentice. And it, like all of this Aubrey O'Day information has just come out. Yeah. Like, do you want to share some highlights from the Daily Mail article that yes, really inspired you? I would. I you want to just read some bullet points? I think it's an all-time Daily Mail article, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not joking. I know. I wasn't. I was just appreciating that. <laughs> Literally, here are yeah. the, the bullet points. You know how they do their headline and then they mm-hmm. give you a tidy set- summary up top? Yeah. Here's what we got. I don't need to do read anything more than the bullet points. Headline, are Aubrey O'Day and Donald Trump Jr. playing footsie in bed with one another in this photo taken during the 2012 affair? Bullet point number one, Aubrey O'Day posted a photo in March 2012 of her feet being covered by the feet of another man. Next, my quote, my babe is protecting my feet from bunion attacks. True love feet, she wrote. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a lot okay. there. All right, all right. There's all right. a lot keep there. Going, keep going. Next, a side-by-side comparison shows that the feet are very similar to those of Donald Trump Jr., who she was allegedly having an affair with around that time. We'll come back to that as well. Next, Don Jr. tends to hide his feet in photos despite his penchant for the outdoors with most of the images he posts <laughs> cut off at the ankle. <laughs> What great research. Next, a report announced weekly on Wednesday revealed that Vanessa Trump allegedly called O'Day with her own children on the line, asking her to end the fair. Uh, that's, 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 that's awful. That's sad. That's awful. That's a sad bullet point. And finally, O'Day, meanwhile, was under the impression that Don Jr. was separated and ready to leave his wife, according to sources. All right. <sighs> True love feet. That's not a thing. That's okay. number one. Next. Also, bunion attack? Like, Bunions develop the attack. Aubrey O'Day. Also, just Come who on. in any sort of, quote, romantic situation is like, bunions are on the mind? That's really, that's upsetting. This is very upsetting. Okay. Next. A side-by-side comparison show. So yeah. the Daily Mail literally did a side-by-side comparison. Right. Used their slider technology. Incredible stuff. Incredible which stuff. Which Andrew Godaro brought to our attention. Yeah. And, um... You know, it's funny. This is not the first time I've seen internet content studying celebrity feet. Okay. When there was that alleged photo of Kylie Jenner at CVS, okay. I saw some posts of people trying to determine if it was really her by looking at her feet okay. and comparing to sure. other feet photos. This is like a really weird burgeoning celebrity internet detective field. Yeah. Can I ask you some questions yeah, that absolutely. I had while listening to this? Do you think that you could recognize a picture of your own feet in the wild? Definitely not. I feel like if you gave me like a lineup, you know, and I had to pick out of. (laughs) We should do this at the ringer. (laughs) The number I could probably pick out of five. And I think if you did eight, I'm screwed. And that's my own feet. I've never thought of that before. That's because I just don't think about my feet that often. Right. Except, like, are they, do they hurt or not? Right. The most I think about how my feet look is, like, when I'm putting on a pair of sandals and I'm like, is this do I too gross? To, no, is this too gross to go out? Right. Like, is it okay that I show my feet to other people or is it not? Which, in general, is a thing that I wish more people, Absolutely. specifically men who are flip-flops, thought about on a regular basis. Definitely agree. Whether or not you're having an affair with a former member of Danity Kane. Anyway, I think probably one out of five I could pick. One out of three I could pick. I don't know if I could do it. I really have to think about it. I haven't considered it, but I, I don't know. If you asked me to, like, affirmatively describe my feet in any way. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Me neither. I'm like, um, they're size 10? What else do you need like to know? Like, the little, the pinky, it definitely, uh, like, hides, you know, sure. under the other toes. I don't know. I guess I can do it based on the nails. I don't know. It's a really weird thing. But I'm wondering, yes. do either of these or do both of them have a foot fetish? Because, I mean, sure. They've got to, right? Or, like... 
I don't know. Because also, the Daily Mail implies that Donald Trump Jr. goes out of his way to keep his feet out of photos. I know, but, but, like, but how many crazy. photos of you do you have with your right. feet in also, them? Also, it's just like, because he's an outdoorsy person, he would suddenly just be like, hey, look at my feet all the time. You know, the Daily Mail is offensive a lot, and I tweet about them a lot, and people will, like, I, I, I hate myself for referencing my mm-hmm. own Twitter so many times on this podcast. Great. But Multi-platform. there's a lot of problems with the Daily Mail, and I, it recently occurred to me that they are neither right nor left. They are just anarchic. And mm-hmm. this is a great example of it. It's mm-hmm. like there's so many implications and like tacit suggestions here without them coming out and being and like saying that he's a foot fetish or he's weird or something. Yeah. And this is how you this is how you make a mess and this is how you stir the pot in the Daily Mail. It's successful. Yeah. It's happening right now. So I would one might argue that like foot love as a hashtag, what was it? Um true love feet. <laughs> One might argue that true love feet as a hashtag was stir- with a photograph on Instagram of two people's feet was stirring the pot all itself. Well, Alvaro Day didn't know that he was in a relationship, but I guess she could have taken down the pictures after she found out. But again, this is 2012. So can you tell me a little more about the song she wrote about him? Yeah. So she had an album that came out around then, like a solo album. Sure. And <laughs> didn't we all? Let's play a second of the... Let's just play like 10 seconds of the clip. I'm the sorry song. in advance for everyone, but I'm curious. Okay, so this is from the... This is from page six, one of my trusted sources. Sure. And they say that Aubrey O'Day didn't have one, but two songs allegedly directed at Donald Trump Jr., <laughs> There was the song DJT, and then she was a 2012 remix of Gautier's Somebody That Used to Know, which no. appears to have been written about him. No. Per page six, no. O'Day tweaks on the lyrics to make it about someone having an affair with a married man. Quote, you said that was the reason for your pain, but you were scared to ruin your family's name. Your wife's the only one that glad that's glad we are over. <laughs> wow. This is elite shit. It's honestly... These people are... How did it take Ugh. this long? How did it take this long? I am at, I am disappointed in TMZ. I am disappointed in us, frankly. Like, I know. How did this go under the radar for so long? I don't know. It's a really good question. Uh, we're going to have to follow up and find out how many streams this song gets over the next couple of uh Oh, of yeah. Weeks. That'd be great if her solo album goes to number one. Yeah, because that would be insane and also incredible. Yeah. Wow. All right. Moving on. Next topic. Oh, it's business corner. It's business corner. Business corner. Yeah. So <clears throat> I wanted to talk briefly. There are wanted to talk about Snapchat, which is an app that neither you or I really care about at all, but it is quite popular and very valuable. And there have been two recent incidents in the news where Snapchat has not really run afoul, but Snapchat has been um derided. Snapchat has lost a lot of money. Yeah. Because of things that they did that upset celebrities. So the first one was, was the redesign that Kylie Jenner didn't like, yes. and so she's like, she tweeted that she was done with Snapchat. Yes, and then the other was stock, far, and yeah. their stock fell seven percent as a result of that. And the other was far far more offensive. The other was was far worse, and it was that uh, there was an advertisement on Snapchat that they say is, it's a third party advertiser, and <clears throat> it was a game of would you rather, and it was like would you rather slap Rihanna in the face or, like, punch Chris Brown. Yeah. I'm not going to have... 
I, I'm not going to have and also like don't really care about the specificity of it except it was just I think that like was, that's pretty much it it's pretty <laughs> yeah correct. it was like suggesting domestic violence uh, against both of them uh, and playing on like a for, former horrific incident and then because Rihanna is Rihanna God bless her forever I love her more and more each day so on Instagram which is her preferred platform mine as well just FYI she responds to the ad and I'm just going to read it now Snapchat I know you already know you ain't my favorite app out there, but I'm just trying to figure out what the point was with this mess. I'd love to call it ignorance, but I know you ain't that dumb. You spent money to animate something that would intentionally bring shame to domestic violence victims and made a joke of it. This isn't about my personal feelings because I don't have much of them, but all the women, children, and men that have been victims of domestic violence in the past, and especially the ones who haven't made it out yet, you let us down. Shame on you throw the whole app-ology away, which is just, God bless Rihanna. God bless Rihanna. Like, pitch perfect, it, and still very much of Rihanna. She gets everything exactly right. And Snapchat apologized. They cut ties with, like, the so-and-so third-party advertiser, which is, like, a running theme this week. Seriously. But um, their stock sank again by 4%. That is the correct response, and we're 100% on Rihanna's side here. Yeah. But I have just thought it was very interesting, the effect that— Honestly, kind of two social media posts can have on one of the largest— It's really true. —tech companies' bottom line. They're really beholden to, like, yeah. big names. adopt, But that's how they get big also. So right. they need—and, like, when they lose the celebs, they're in trouble. Yeah, and it's really fascinating. And I, and I would argue in this case, you know, I you have feelings about Kylie, and I don't really feel one way or the other about, A, their redesign, or B, Kylie's effect on it. But in the instance of Rihanna, this is— actually the power of celebrity for good and regulating where basically no one else has figured out how to keep these apps and these companies in check. And Rihanna can do it in one Instagram story. And it's it's amazing. And shout out to her. And also, surely we could figure out better ways to do it so that Rihanna doesn't always have to come to save the day. But I'm impressed and grateful for Rihanna saving the day. Me too. And I... I, She's she's just been doing good for good in this world. And it is just... It's kind of... It's fascinating. Like, one thing that's amazing. Celebrities can do everything yeah. right now. It's like that's it's really, really that's kind for of better the and for of worse. It. For better and for worse. It's fascinating. One thing about Rihanna that I admire is that she's just figured out how to grow up while being famous. And it's really hard to do. But she has like actually grown up. Like she has taken control of her career. She's developed a personality that I didn't know she had when yeah. Ponder Replay first came out. Sure. You know, I know that people love Fenty Beauty. Yeah, she's an extremely successful businesswoman. Yeah, it's really cool. And she is, like, thoughtful about um, the moves that she makes. And it's just really hard <laughs> to develop a personality when you're already famous. It's very true. And she's done a great job of it. I can't she really has. think of anyone comparable to that. No. Can I share a personal anecdote, which is I have a friend who will remain unnamed who recently went on an ayahuasca Ooh, trip, I guess. Is that what they're called? She took ayahuasca sure. and— Went on a bunch of trips. And she said one of the revelations that came to her was that Rihanna is like a a goddess or some sort of divine being that revisits the earth every 200 years in a new form. Oh. Made sense to me. I was kind of like, yeah, I could see it. Trash. Sure. Yeah. I'm good with it. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last topic of the day. Big Little Lies back in production, people. Big Little Lies is back, and also Reese Witherspoon essentially owns television now. Yeah. She owns at least one quarter of television. It's really dope. Yeah. I like it. It's great. So I want to just briefly update everyone on what has happened since we last spoke about Reese Witherspoon. In addition to Big Little Lies season two, she has The Morning Show Show with Jennifer Aniston. Love it. Yeah. Which is on Apple. 
She just bought Little Fires Everywhere, which has mm. been a bestseller. Yeah. Have you read it? I have not. I haven't either, but I know many people who have. And she's making that one with Kerry Washington. She is on the uh, press tour for A Wrinkle in Time. So we've been getting That's a lot right. of delightful Reese with Oprah and Mindy Kaling. Did you watch them on Corden imitating each other? I didn't. Reese was like, I'm basically the cruise director when, <laughs> when we're on set. And yeah. want everyone to have fun, make sure there's activities. Yeah. She seems really sweet. And she just seems like naturally inclusive, which I think people might not assume about her. Right. Which I just think is really awesome. I watched her on with Adam Rippin, which was another great Olympics moment. Yeah. They just became best friends, apparently. She's living life. She's out here. She's yeah. kind of like the mayor of Hollywood. It's fascinating how fast it's happened. Oh, no. I love it. Reese, we support you. We do. Rihanna, we support you. Ben Affleck, we want the best for you. Make better choices. And Cynthia Nixon, good luck. Thanks to everyone for listening. And thanks again to Hotel Tonight and Fordo Coffee. 